good evening to listeners who are Dominican Dot Radio and to Q95 FM radio station in Dominica. Welcome to this week in interview for Wednesday, the 24th day in the month of October 2012. Well, this evening we have a very special guest with us for the entire hour. We'll be talking to former elite umpire Billy Dockshave of Dominica. We'll be talking to him about the glorious game of cricket. And of course, as always, we'll be opening up the lines later in the program to allow you, the listener, to be a part of our discussions. Okay, let me say a very special welcome to you, Billy. Welcome to the Dominican.net and to Q95. FM station. Um, welcome to all listeners. Yeah, it's great to have you, Billy, and glad that you're able to join us um, on a relatively short notice, I, I should add. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we have a very interesting program ahead of us, um, Billy, but I want to get right into it. You, you resigned last year after about, I think, 12 years or so I, as part of the elite group of empires in the world. I think there was ten of you. I seem to recall that your your very first game, which I was I was privileged um, to attend. I, I tell me if I'm wrong. I think that was in Antigua, the game against it was West Indies versus Pakistan. In the, was it in 2000? Yeah, that was my first. That was my very first Test match. Your very yeah, first yeah, yeah, in two, yeah, yeah, in 2000. Yeah, Can you, Billy? Can you can you take us back to this time and what it felt like um, to have accomplished up to have reached that level where you were one of the top 10 cricket empires in the world, a job which we'll discuss in some detail as we go along. But um, tell us what it was like for you in the year 2000, during the Antigua Recreation Ground, in front of, I must say, scores, because I remember that quite a bit of a few Dominicans, in fact, scores of Dominicans went up to Antigua in support of you and in support of cricket. Tell us what it was like to be part of this elite group of empires. Yeah, well, it was a real, it was a real special, it was a real special occasion, and um, it doesn't last. It was I, I, I retired just this year at the end of June. That was my, was my last, was my last um, contract month. Um, it was the, the, the um, the time the, the, when I did my first um, test match. It was a real special occasion for me in um, in in, in Antigua. And as you said, there were quite a few Dominicans there who came up with the support. I was really appreciative of their of their efforts. And then, um, and because they even printed t-shirts, I can remember, um, Billy, the umpire, we admire, you know, and, and quite, and quite a few of them, we can see my business report me. When I was walking out on the field, that for the very first time, you know, I, I, I really felt, felt proud when I heard these, you know, the dumb, all these dumb looking people outside there, you know, chanting my name, you know, it was a real special occasion for me. I felt really, really proud to have been the first Dominican to have been, um, to have been appointed. And to do a, te- a test, a test match, you know. So, um, and over the years, I have really been appreciative of the support that I've received from the, from the Dominican people. It has really been special to me. And I, um, I really, I really enjoyed my, 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 my time as a, as a member of the AD panel. But as I say, all good things must come to an end at some time. Yes, indeed. And, uh, but, uh, give us a sense as to what it took to get you to that, to that point. Because sometimes you only see, the success. We don't see, for example, I, I, I'm sure you spent countless days umpiring at the at the level in Dominica, at the um, club level in Dominica. Give us a sense as to how many years it took you to attain this this level of elite umpire. Okay, well, I joined the Dominica the Dominica Creed Umpire Association in 1975 after after leaving leaving the Dominica Grammar School. I had done I have gone to I was going to look at a game in, in 1974 when I was still at school, and, um, and one of the umpires didn't turn out, and Philip Allen, who was the other umpire, he asked me to, to stand in for the, um, for, for the other umpire. And I stood for the entire, you know, pre-lunch period until, until one o'clock. I really thought I would have been there for about 10, 15 minutes, you know, but the umpire didn't turn out at all, you know, for the entire pre-lunch period. So I, um, I had to stand there, and then he told me that he was, you know, he was very, Happy with what I did because I've, I've never umpired a game before. I've never even seen a law book yet. All I've known was was, was about my from my own playing experience at the grammar school. So um, he told me I was very happy. He was very happy with what I did, and then um, he brought a a, a, a law book for me at, at school on Monday. 
you learn something new. Every day you learn something new. You know, and, and the more games that you do in um in, in your local territory, the better for you. Because I, I can remember there was a season that we had some difficulties um, with, 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 with umpires in, in Dominica. And um, it was, I think it was just four of us, four of us, you know, you know completed the entire season. There was four umpires so every weekend. Every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I had to be umpiring. Every Saturday and Sunday, you know, and, and that takes a toll. But, but, you know, I was really enjoying it, so I didn't look at it as, as a burden. You know, although I never thought that I would have reached that, that level, but at that time I was really enjoying it, so I decided, well, you know, I had to give my, my all into it. So, alright, so it takes a lot of, a lot of time, family time, it takes away from, from that time, you have to make a sacrifice. So it's a situation where guys have to realize that if they want to get into umpiring, on, I suppose, in, or, or in any other, any other career that you have to make sacrifices to reach, to, 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 to enable yourself, to give yourself the best chance to reach the very top. You're absolutely correct. Now, building on a physical level, how do you prepare for those games? I mean, imagine having to stand in the sun for five minutes, five straight days, you know, and, and I, I always admire umpires. You know, it's, it's a thankless task. You, you guys get criticized, and we'll talk about some of the controversies and so on in a little bit. But uh, how do you prepare yourself, you know, to stand for this long term and to focus? Because you have to be concentrating on every single ball that is bowled. Yeah. Well, firstly, uh, you have to be physically fit because, um, because if you, if you are physically fit to become fatigued, then when you become physically fatigued, the first thing that goes is, is your basically your, your mental, your mental capacity to concentrate. So that's the first thing you go and then you start making errors. So what you have to do is, first of all, be in good physical condition. And what I think what helped me a lot was my, well, I used, as, as you know, I, I, used to be an, I used to be a referee, a football referee. I was, in, I was also Dominica's first um, FIFA referee, national referee. So that helped me a lot because for you to be a referee, you have to be in good physical condition because you have to do what they call the Cooper's test. It's a physical test you have to do every year. And you have to do, you have to do time runs. You know, you, you, have, you have to be physically fit. You have to be trained regularly and often, just like a normal footballer when I was a referee. So that helped me a lot in my, my umpiring career, but you also have to be mentally strong because um you know at the end of at the end of, of a day's play in in, in 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 football if you're a referee if you're in good physical condition you know you you you, you recover quite quickly but in in cricket at the end of a day's play it doesn't only it doesn't only tax your your, your physical preparation but it tax taxes also the mental preparation because you have, as you said you have to concentrate for every ball for a minimum of 90 overs sometimes you know you have to get more overs sometimes you can you can go through like like five and a half six hours of you know of, of seven over seven hours of cricket being played one day and you have to get yourself prepared for the next day so it, 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 it's really taxing so you have to train first of all physically you have to train and um and um to, to be in good physical condition and um mentally you have to learn to try to to um to concentrate for long hours you know, you, you have to, you, you have, you have to, you have to kind of blank, you know, outside influences. Because they always tell you, if for some reason that you're having any difficulties at home or at work, you have to try and leave them there when you go to the cricket field. Because if you, if you bring those on the cricket field, you might find yourself, you know, thinking, you know, your mind might wander. You might think, you might find yourself thinking of the problem that you have at home. And the, the instant that you lose, that you lose concentration, that's when probably you have to make a critical decision. You know, and um, and you want to minimize those errors. You know, so when you when you when you find yourself losing concentration and you and, and you find yourself making errors, well, that is where um, that you you you'll be criticized. And I'm fine over the years. You know, that it, it has evolved so much, especially right now with all the technology. It, it's a lot of pressure, both um both physically and emotionally, on umpires to get you know to, to make correct decisions because every wrong decision you make. You know, it's a it's a mark against you, and you get criticized. You know, you you know you, you have the media on you. You might find yourself, you know, in the newspapers the next day or in television to be covering every error that you make. You know, you, you are being every decision you make. You you know you, you're being you're being scrutinized. You know, in detail. You know, so you have to prepare yourself physically and mentally and emotionally. It's a very it's a very stressful job, cricket umpire, and it can be a very lonely job, especially when you have to travel. All those miles to get to get to get to, to, to your destination. So um, so you have to, you have to really prepare yourself physically and mentally, 
and um, to, to, to survive the long hours. And sometimes you can get situations where it can be very hot, especially like in like in the Asian countries, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. Those places can be very, very hot sometimes. And you know, you know, you have the other extreme, like in like in England, or probably South Africa. Sometimes, based on the time of the year, it can be very, very cold. So you have those extremities that you have to deal with, and you have to prepare yourself physically, mentally, and you know, and emotionally for for this kind of situation. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm I'm just curious, uh, Billy. Over your 12 years of umpiring at the at the highest level, did you keep an account as to the total number of games that you actually stood up, stood on, or stood? Well, it's yeah. Well, it's 14 years since I did my actually it's 14 years since I did my um my my first international game. Um, and no, I did I didn't I didn't take a personal a personal account, but I could easily you know get on the internet and you know click in for any of the other cricketing websites and get all my information that I wanted. You know, so I didn't actually keep a personal a personal record of my games because I knew I could easily I could easily get it. So so right now I think I am. I'm somewhere uh, when I retired. I was somewhere like 38 um, test matches um, and 100 and well, somewhere 100, 115, 20 somewhere around there. One interaction, but I'm not much of a of a, of a record keeper really. But um, I, you know, I, but I, I I I was really proud, you know, of when I I begin I began to really make progress and and the numbers began to to to, to grow. And when I did my 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 hundredth one day, my hundredth one day match, you know. And I happen to have done that Lord's. You know, it was a real special occasion because, you know, as you know, Lord's is, is about what it was, the home of cricket, you know, where there is. There's so much tradition, you know, attached to Lord's, you know, for, for cricket. So when I was appointed to my 100th one-day match there, you know, was, you know, I was really, really proud. And there were some Dominicans, you know, came out there to support me at Lord's, you know. I really felt really, really special, you know. And as I always said, when I go out there, you know, I always felt that I had to not only represent myself or my family, I had to represent my entire, you know, my, my country, Dominica, and the rest of on a whole, because I know a lot of people, you know, from subsequently, you know, from, from all the years I'm fine, I've been talking to a lot of people, and a lot of people told me that they, you know, basically they, they have been, they, they fallen cricket simply because of, of me as an umpire. And when they, when they look at cricket, they were looking at me as an umpire, they would, they would follow cricket if I'm umpiring, you know, so I felt that I had to always represent Dominica to the best of my ability, and because I'm, 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 I'm very, very patriotic. I'm, 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 as I said, I'm, I'm aggressively patriotic. I'm a, I'm a real patriotic Dominican, so I really wanted to do well, and I, I and I felt that I, I, I did, um, I did my best. I put my best foot forward. I, you know, if I, if I am, if I am disappointed, you know, anybody in, in any way, you know, I, it was, it was probably the lack of, of trying, you know. So, um, so every game was, 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 was special to me, and I, and I felt that I, I really. You know, really made uh, my I really put in my best efforts, you know, to get uh, to do well in you know my matches. Well, certainly, Billy, and I, I was looking at the statistics as you mentioned it actually on the before, and just to let our listeners know that you actually stood in 38 test matches and 112 ODIs and 17 T20 matches. And indeed, and I, as I said, there's a level of concentration now. During those 12 or 14 years, um, Billy, what was the most controversial moment that you can recall? Well, without a doubt, that was the, um, that was the test match in, um, in England and the over between Western and uh, sorry, between England and Pakistan when the game had to be eventually, you know, awarded to England because Pakistan refused to play when we had a ball, the ball something issue. Because it, 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 that, that was a real, Difficult time for me, probably not only in my umpiring career, but as a human being, that probably was the most um, trying and difficult time of my entire life. You know, that week after that incident, when 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 we took that decision, you know, and when Pakistan, you know, refused to to, to come on the field, you know, and that was the first time in cricket history where we are team had um had a, had, a, had a refused to, to continue to play, you know, participate in the game because. Of a decision by 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 the empires, you know, but um, it was a real, it was a real um, it was a real difficult time. I and mean, in media in England, um, they really, they really, you know, made life real difficult for us. I can remember the day after that incident, you know, the day after the incident, I was at the hotel, and um, I came down for breakfast, you know, and um, as soon as the elevator opened and I and I and I stepped out of the elevator, I saw about 
you know, over 20 guys, you know, rushing towards me with cameras and, and tape recorders and everything. And all I, all I had to do was just get back into the elevator right away and, um, and, and punch, and punch my floor and, and get up, get up to my room. You know, and I never left, I never left my room at all for the entire week. That entire week. Everything I had to do was, was room service. You know, I, it was really, it was, it was real, you know, real difficult time for me. It was a real difficult time for me when, when I, when, when, when to try and overcome that, um, that, 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 that incident. You know, and so, so that, this, that obviously was the most, um, controversial time for me. You know, and, um, and I'm glad that I, 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 I succeeded in, um, in overcoming that. Although I had to do it basically on my own, you know, um, whilst my partner had the, the had the, um, the support of the of the of the of of, of his board of the Australian cricket board, which the very next day they were in touch with him, offering him offering medical, you know, legal advice and so on. I did it on my own without a call from from from, from anybody except my my immediate family and, and very close friends. You know, I had a lot of support from friends, not only Dominica but all over the world. You know, and unfortunately, I have a brother in England, and we and we we. we after that, you know, he collected me from the hotel and brought me to his home, you know, and that helped me to, to really, to really overcome, you know, to really overcome that, that emotional, that emotional stress that I was really going through. But right, it was a real difficult time for me, and it, it taught me a lot about, not only myself as an empire, but as a human being, as to how I dealt with, with that situation, how, how, how to deal with, with, with adverse conditions, adverse situations, because you have to be mentally strong, and I can tell you, the first few days, it was really, it was really difficult for me, and um, I had to be, I had to be strong. I had to be out. This, I like to, I had to spend the entire week basically on my own in my hotel room, just, um, just trying to stay away from the media because the media was really, they were really hounding us, you know, for information, for interviews and everything. So I had to try to be, um, to, to just, you know, to just um, stay away from them and, and, and to, to stop phone calls coming, coming, coming to my room. Because I love the media houses in England want to do talk to me. You know, so it's a real, that was probably, that was not possibly, that was obviously the most difficult situation for me. All right, not only in my entire career, but in my entire life. And I must say that you, you did it well, Billy, because it must have been extremely stressful, as you said. I can just imagine the kind of pressure that you had to undergo, because, you know, as I said, these are high-pressure situations, and, and I certainly was one. I remember that making all of the major headlines. Across the world, I can well imagine at the center of this what it felt like to you to have to have gone through that. Yeah, it was it was it was a difficult time, you know, and uh, and then I I had to tell myself, you know, that um that I had to, I had to, I had to be strong, you know, because uh, well, I I'm, I am I am getting I'm getting all my thoughts together, all, all my experiences together, and all the things together in a in, in in a book. I I think it will be myself. I think it will be. You know, I think it was one of the one of the best sellers. You know, so I, I really want to get all my thoughts together. I've I've already I've I've already begun to do that. And Irvin Irvin Andre, Doctor Irvin Andre, Judge, um, Irvin Andre is living kind of now. He, he he has agreed to to help me in terms of putting my book together. You know that he's an expert at, at at doing the things. You know, so he has been giving me some advice as to how to go about it. So. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, I'm along, I'm doing those things along the lines. So hopefully, I'll put everything down so everybody can have a, an, 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 an insight as to what actually happened. Well, Billy, let me be the first to say congratulations. And I think that's an excellent, great idea. And I'll be one of the first in line to get a copy. But you know as well, though, that you have a tremendous following among the Indians. I remember looking at, because at, I played cricket here with the Academy of Indians. And in fact, they refer to you, I'm not, aware, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but they refer to you as, as Daddy Billy. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you see that yeah. very popular with the Indians. Yeah, yeah. Generally, generally, I think that's where, that's where I'm the most, uh, I'm the most popular, you know, in the Indian country, in particular India. They, 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 they seem to have, to have, to have taken uh, a liking to me, you know, and, 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 um, you know, generally in, in India, you know, cricket, they, they are, they are fanatic when it comes to, well, when it comes to cricket, you know, so so basically, you know, they 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 they, they, they really um, admire and adore the cricketers, you know. But but generally, I, I think I've had a very good relationship with with with, with the with, with the Indian population and with the Indian team all over the world, you know. And 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 
Vera Nutiwa, you know, a member of the in, in, in the team. He's one of my closest, one of my closest friends um, in, in, in basketball career as a player. He and I, we get on very well. We call each other up till now. We call each other regularly. You know, he and I, we get on very, very well. He has been, he's probably one of my closest friends on, 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 on the cricket field together with, um, with MTV from South Africa. You know, and, 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 and Peterson from England. You know, we, we, we get on, we get on very, very well on, you know, in, in off of the cricket field. So, so I know, I know that I have, I have a very good following, you know, in, in Asia and as you said, in particular India, because every, everywhere I go, you know, I meet Indians. You know, I, I went to New York a couple of years ago and I was walking, you know, just, just downtown in, in New York and then, and then a few Indians, you know, who was, the friend I was walking with, they were, they were, they were just shocked to see, you know, five Indians came up to me and said, Billy Doc Chauvin and they wanted to take pictures and, and, and autographs with me and so on. You know, so they wanted to hold these guys made me out. So I, I, I told him that, you know, as long as they are Indian and they follow cricket, you know, they would, they would easily make me out because those guys love the cricket, uh, you know, so much. You know, they, they, they really, they really uh, admire and adore their, their, their cricketers, you know, so, um, so yes, I know that I have a good following in India and that's a place that I, I, I will miss a lot in my, in my, my, in, in, as I retired, you know, but because I know that whenever I go there, I always have, I always have a, develop, I have developed a very, a very good rapport and, and relationship with not only the players, but also with, with the, with the population. Okay, very well. In case you're just joining us, we are talking there to umpire Billy Doctor, who retired just this year after some 14 years as an elite umpire, elite umpire in the Philippine world. And in case you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so. We have a line for you. If you're calling from Dominica, there's a local number that you can reach us at. This number is 442-1211. If you're calling from overseas, the number is 202-525-7231. That's 202-525-7231. You can also send us an email or radio at the dominican.net. So we'll take a short break, Billy, and we'll for a bit of responses, and we'll be right back before discussion. Bon, Zouk lovers, c'est bon nouvelle pour vous. Est-ce que vous aimez Zouk? If you love Zouk, can I'm telling me the Dominican.net every Saturday from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. It's going down. And you don't want to miss it every Saturday. It's not telling you, man. Every Saturday. That's two hours and a half of Zouk. Of Zouk. Non-stop Zouk. Hosted by who? What? Hosted by who? I didn't hear you, man. Hosted by G-Man. And you don't want to miss it. Hosted by G-Man on the Dominican.net radio. You do not want to miss it. Make sure you log on, call your friends, call your cousin, call your sister, and say, look, Saturday night is Zook. Hey, what you waiting on, man? Let's go. Log on, man. Okay, welcome back to this weekend interview. Of course, um, this weekend interview is also being sponsored tonight by Telemotive.com. Telemotive is provided a cheap uh, and very convenient way to stay in touch with your families. It's a joint effort with a mapping television in Dominica, the mapping TK4 company, where you can have a local number if you're residing in the United States or Canada, you can have a local number to call your relatives at absolutely no cost. Uh, so if you're interested in this, a uh, very important way to stay in touch with your family in Dominica, simply go to telemotive.com. Alright, uh, Billy, we are back and uh, I just wanted to kind of shift the discussion just a little bit to talk about umpiring itself and, and, and some of the of the issues. I follow the game very closely. I consider myself to be a student of the game. Every chance I get, I am looking at the game of cricket and I'm reading up on the statistics and I'm following the game. I also play the game as well. And, I, and one of the things that I wanted to, to ask about is the is the, the, the empowering decision and the use of the technology, as you mentioned earlier. Now, I noticed that they have introduced this, this hot hotspot technology. So can you explain to us why it is that some countries are playing with it and others are not? Like, for example, when West Indies were playing against Australia, it was used. But at other times, I see, for example, when India is playing, it has not been used. Can you tell us why that is so? Well, well, the ICC has, ha, 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 yeah, that decision 
where they, they leave it to the individual countries or, or to the countries involved in a particular series to decide whether they're going to have it or not. Because it's a cost that has to be that has to be borne by the um by the host by the host country. So because it's a very expensive it's a very expensive um something when when you have the um the all the technology, all the cameras because even like the the, the um the hotspot cameras, I think each of them each of them cost something you know, something like well over a hundred thousand dollars, you know, to to have it at at your game and you have to pay the operator, you know. So it's, it's, so have all the technology is very is very expensive. So so that um that the ICC has decided that they're going to leave it to the to the to the host board where where, where that where that series been played to decide whether they're going to have it or not. I personally believe that the the ICC probably should try to to um to make it even across the board, whereby that every participating country um if, if the ICC are taking the decision to use the technology. I think that they should decide that every participating country um, should use it. I, I think if they have to subsidize the, um, the, the the cost so that every country would have it, I think I think that is the way that they should go instead of leaving it to the respective countries. And I think in the case of India, I, I don't think that's a situation of cost. I think it's a situation where that they um when in the early part of the, of, of the technology, I think that they they had a few series where where probably they didn't get where they thought probably they didn't get the um. The benefit of of the technology in terms of decision making, where they thought that um, some errors were made, you know. So so they, they they were never they were never really a fan of the technology. And another thing that we that we also have to recognize is that the technology is not a hundred percent correct, not hundred percent accurate. It, it is still in the process of being developed. So so you find a situation where sometimes the the hotspot might might show. You know, uh, an edge or not, and again, because of the technology of hotspot, where it's, it's heat, it's heat. Um, heat has a lot to do with, with, with the accuracy. Based on the on the atmosphere of the day, you know, that could help, that could determine the accuracy. Um, even in terms of the of the of, of the of the other the other technologies, you know, like like like, like the mat, the mat showing where the ball is pitched. You know, all those things. You know, uh, a lot of things. All the, all those things are based on the on on the on the on the competence of the operator of the of the uh, of the of, of, of the machine. So we have a situation we have a situation sometimes where you have errors are being made and what you see on on the um on the television or what is shown to to, to the umpire, what is shown to the will is not an accurate um um uh, or not a, an accurate incident. You know so so although although it's, although it, it it is in the minority it does it doesn't happen you know, it, it's not usual, but when those things happen, it can cause a lot of a lot of disruption and and chaos within that game. So, so you find a situation where the 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 ICC are taking a decision, um, which I believe that they should they should they should reconsider, and, um, whereby they have left it to the individual countries hosting the particular series to decide whether they're going to to have the technology or not. You know, Billy, I've seen certain. Situations where we're talking about technology and, and the fact it's inconclusive and so on, where the umpire, for example, the umpire gives the batsman out and he's dealing with LBWs, right? So he gives him out LBW, the fielding team appeals. The, the um, results show that it is inconclusive. It stays with the decision of the umpire. Now, which is which means that the batsman is out. Now, if that same umpire in this, if the same ball had given him not out, with the same results, that would also be upheld. And to me, that is a basic <laughs> that you know you cannot be out and not out. And 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 you know I think it's those kind of things that 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 make people not rely too heavily on it because as I said, you can have a situation where the on the, the on field umpire can be right, can not necessarily right because it can be right in both instances, but his decision stands whether it's his it's out or not out based upon what the technology reveals. I mean well, why that, should that be? Yeah well well, well that that is one one of the things that I personally always have concerns about because I've always I've always, whenever we have discussions, you know, at the at the highest level, I always tell the guys that you cannot be right and wrong in the same in the same instance, you know, you know, I think morally it is wrong that that you can be if you give rights for that particular incident, if you give out, it will stand, or if you give not, it will also stand. So I, I always tell them you cannot be right and wrong. You should you cannot be right and wrong 
for the same incident if you give you know different decisions. But but it's something I tell you something that is that is evolving, and generally most umpires will tell you that um they they they, they don't mind the referral system where the team can refer the decision because one thing if an umpire makes a mistake, they prefer it to be corrected immediately than to have a situation where you know that person that 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 that, that mistake carries on and it might, it might be a critical error in the game and um and, and as I said when you make an error you know you find yourself highlighted you know in the papers or, or on, on on the television for probably for probably days or weeks based on the based on the critical nature of that error so most umpires tell you they would prefer that if they make a mistake it can be corrected and and it is good for the game where if I make a mistake that you know that that can be corrected immediately instead of I giving a batsman you know out and it shows that 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 he was not out or if I give or if I give a batsman not out and you know and 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 and, and he was out and that batsman might probably go on to score a double century you know and if I give if I made the right decision you know when you are five or six you know that you have been out so. So, so, so basically, the the as I said, it's still the, the the whole technology is still evolving, and um, it's not it's not I is not 100 percent accurate. A lot of people believe that, you know, the, a lot of people treat it as, as gospel that whatever technology shows that they believe it's right. But in some in, in lots of cases, or should I shouldn't say lots of cases, in some cases, um, it is it is, it is wrong and it, it, it is proved that um, it is not 100 percent. So. Why, why we, why we like to see this technology being used to, to minimize the errors that an umpire can make, but we still have to, we still have to also keep in mind that um, it's not 100% accurate. So um, it's something that you, you, you have to learn to live with, and we have to decide which is the lesser of, of the evils. You know, but it seems to me that the runouts, runouts appears that they are almost always automatically referred. All right. Why? Why do? Why do umpires treat runners differently? Why not, for example, automatically refer a cut behind a peel? Okay. There are there are certain decisions. There are certain decisions which you which you allow to as an umpire to to call on a third on your third umpire to assist you. There are certain decisions you still have to make on your own. You know, and 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 the runout when sometimes you might see it on the replay look obviously out, but in real time and speed. Can be very difficult, and um and and I can always always remember the first time I went out of the West Indies to do an international tournament. That was in in Sharjah. That was in um, I think 2003, somewhere around there, 2004. Um, I I gave I gave a run out which I thought was out. I gave an out. It was very close, but I thought that it was out, and it showed the replay showed that it was out. But I was criticized. I was criticized. By, by the authorities because they thought it was too close that I should have I should have referred it to the third umpire. You know, so I, 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 my own thinking of that was I think I should have been complimented for for making that decision. Although they were very close, but I, as I said, I thought it was out. I think I should have been complimented for making a right decision. But on the contrary, I was criticized for not referring that decision. So, so umpires want to play it safe. And I, as I said, um. Sometimes you might see it looking obviously on the replay in slow motion, but in real speed, it can be, it can be, it can be, um, it can, it can, it can be very, very tight. So it's just a matter of being, of, of being safe. And I know sometimes it has happened to me already where I thought that umpire, that the player was, 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 was in or, 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 or out in whichever way. And, and I, I, I didn't, it happened to me and I, I, I didn't refer it because I thought it was, it, it was, it was clear and on, and the, and the replay showed I was wrong. You know, so so why it, it looked why it sometimes it looks um clear cut on the replay that um the umpires always want to, to be safe and um and ensure that they, they get the right decision. So to play safe you refer you you refer the runners. But in another, in another situation where umpires um treat runners differently. There are certain there are certain decisions that you can refer to the third umpire, like a, a catch behind if 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 is either you decide whether you're you're you you have edged or not. You know, if 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 you if you have concerns about whether the ball has carried to the keeper, then 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 you can refer it. But if there's a situation where um the keeper has caught the ball clearly, you know, up above the ground, you have to take that decision whether you believe that that player has nicked the ball or not. So so actually another situation where you treat um, the treat run out differently. There are certain decisions which you can refer 
and which you have to make your own decision. But umpires basically want to play safe with the run out. And as I said, uh, it might look very obvious to you as a, a you know on television in replay, but in real in real speed, when when you're out there on the field, you know, and taking consideration everything going around you, that um, it can it can be it can be nerve wracking sometimes, and you just want to play it safe and and show it so that the, the, the correct decision. Can be can be confirmed. Okay, thank you very much. Um, of course, the number to call is four four two one two one one four four two one two one one. If you're calling from Dominica, it is two zero two five two five seven two three one. Caller, thank you very much for holding. Um, go ahead with your question, please. Sometimes I'm not here. Sometimes I'm not here in the question, but I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing anything myself. What is what is being done? Um, to encourage young young guys in Dominica, young people in Dominica to to take up on uh, on hiring and if anything is being something is being done, do you think it is enough? And, and what what can be done to to encourage that uh, to improve on that and um, encourage young people to instead of hanging out by the street, take up on hiring or something and you know, try to learn the skill and and, and see who can probably get to where you have been. Um, you know, I do something. Thank you. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing the caller clearly at all. Eh? I, so you might have to, if you have heard it, you might have to repeat the question to me. I, okay. I didn't hear it clearly at all. Okay, right. Um, the caller was, was asking what is being done um, in Dominica to encourage the younger generation to take on on parent. Are, are there any programs, anything being done in a systematic way to get the younger generation involved in empowering and to, to aspire to the kind of heights that we have actually attained. But we, we have made approaches to, 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 to schools and, and other and other other young persons to join young participation. Just recently in um in, in uh, a couple of months ago in August, um where we had where we had I think six um of our new umpires coming through. They, they, we, we, we um we had we had Classes and and they did the first written examination. They had done a local examination in Dominica. Then in August they did the, the final written examination of the West Indies Cricket Board. So we prepared them. We prepared them for that. But as I said, it's it's not it's not a very attractive occupation. But I think right now people have to try and treat it differently because right now you can make it a career. Previously, umpire not basically or just a. a, a, a like like a hobby, where we should do something on the weekends. You know, you had time on your hands. You you, you love the game. You want to be involved in the game, so you 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 do the game. But right now, you can make it. Uh, you make it a career. So we we are we are already in the process of trying to encourage young people. But like I said, it's not a very attractive attractive occupation. And um, and people and young person now, they always tell you sometimes even things like this is like the game is too long. The sun is the sun is too hot. You know, so so we have to try and and change that mentality that we have. But we are like I said, we had a few, we had, a, we had like six guys um, doing the examination in July. So if those guys pass their their their, their final written examination, then within within a year or two, then they can do the they can they can do the oral and practical examination to become um, fully qualified umpires. So it's something that that is ongoing. We have to continuously um we have to continuously um. Approach, you know, young umpires, and, and I think it's something where we where, where we know that we are we are we are falling short. I think that we have to probably improve our and increase our efforts to, uh, to to reach out to to, to secondary schools, secondary school goers. Because when I started umpiring, basically, you know, you, you it, umpiring was all about was making decisions. But right now, there's so much more, you know, to umpiring. You know, you have to do your your calculation for. For, for overs, you know, or, or, or field restrictions, you know, you know, if, if there's a delay, in interruption, you have to do calculations for overs. You have to do, you have to do your doctor's list. You know, you, you have you have to do you have to do you have to be able to, to manage people. Like umpiring is all about man management. Although decision making is is possibly number one, but man management is, is right up there in terms of how you deal with persons on the field, how you handle situations, and you might find yourself facing very difficult and adverse situation which you have to deal with on the field. So it's a lot of man management. So you need persons you, you know with a certain level of, of, of education or you need to be able to, to to implement common sense, you know. So so we have to we have to I know we have we have to increase our efforts to approach um 
the secondary school, secondary school leavers, secondary school goers to become members of the of, of the Dominican Cricket and Association. But 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 most young guys that we speak to um, will tell you that they're not keen on time because you know the game is too long. They don't want to spend on their weekends, you know, out on the sun, you know, um, umpiring games. But 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 it's something that that we are aware of. And as I said, it's not only it's not only in Dominica that we're facing difficulty um, for to, to to recruit new persons. But we um we are aware that we have to do that. And and I myself um I I have committed my my my, my myself to 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 um to 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 ensure that our we have young guys um being trained properly. The West Indies cricket ball have 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 confirmed that they will they will utilize me to um to to assist them in in training umpires. It's only in Dominica because in 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 August this year I was in, I was in Saint Kitts, Jamaica. I was in Barbados, you know, assisting, evaluating, and training umpires. You know, on behalf of the West Indies cricket ball. You know, so 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 I always I am I'm, 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 I am I have I have I have committed myself been involved in training of umpires all through the region. So so I hope that um we can be a fruit and we can see more and more young persons taking up the mantle of umpiring. As I said it's not an it's not an easy job, you know, and, and with all the technology you know, you're gonna get more and more um pressure being born uh, and put being put in there on the umpires, you know, you you're under you're under scrutiny, you're under the microscope microscope for every decision that you make. So um I just hope that um those efforts will be will be a fruit. And we can see more and more young persons within the region taking up cricket and time. Joining us, we were talking there to Billy Duckworth, former elite umpire, ICC umpire. And in fact, Billy, uh, I just got an email there, and in fact, that was the topic I was going to to raise with you, and that is on the question of selection of the West Indies team. Uh, <laughs> no, on the, the selection of the West Indies, on on the selection of the West Indies team. Oh, okay. Um, I, you know, the the West Indies team was just was just men was just named, and to some people it came as a surprise that Shane Shillingford, who has performed really really well in the last couple of years, was not included. Um, he lost his speak to Pumal from Guyana. What are your views on this? Or do you have an opinion? Do you think that, that, that Shane Chillingford was dealt um, to harshly that he really should be on that team? Well, although although I'm more an an umpire than than a selector and I and I, I never really want to um generally never ever go about um criticizing um selectors because I always believe it's a very it's a very subjective thing, selection of of a team. Because if you have Five of us doing um selecting uh, a team, you know, we might have five different teams, and each of us will decide where our team is the best, you know. So, so selection is very, is very, very subjective. But, but, but I, I also want to say that I was, I was, I was surprised. I was surprised that Shane didn't get uh, uh, um selected on the team because I think that he has done that very well. In particular, coming from the the the, the difficult um the difficulty that he has faced, you know, when when a player has to overcome being reported as a, as um his 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 bowling action is reported you know he suspects bowling action and he has overcome that you know because I had I personally had um had had um concerns whether Shane would have ever recovered from that because because I know TK Thomas Kentish was working al- along with him you know I I I was I was also also um dealing with Shane you know, so I knew that he was he was desperate to overcome it but. I, I always was skeptical whether, you know, he was mentally strong enough to have overcome that. And I was glad that he did, you know, and I was really pleased with, with the effort that he could. I know that he was very hard at it, you know, and when you have to, when you overcome the difficulties and to, to go on and take 10 wickets in a test match against Australia, you know that you have worked hard to, to overcome the thing. So I really thought that he had done enough to warrant, to warrant, it, to warrant his selection. But, but I also have to, have to look. As I said, it's very difficult because the argument, the argument that the selectors putting forward for not picking Shane is something that that can be that can be almost that can be justified, you know, by by the, by, by the selectors. Sometimes, if, if you look at it, if they're saying that they want one off spinner and they have other guys who can assist of um in, in the off spin in the off spin department, but but the only concern I have, the other guys that they're talking about, like 
like Malan Samuel, like Yuna Ryan, like, like Gail. Those guys are not wicked takers. In test cricket, you want wicked takers. And Shane has proved himself to be a wicked taker at the highest level. So I really thought that he had done enough to warrant, um, to, to warrant the selection. But as I've always told Shane, I, I don't spoke to him just like, like, um, like, like a couple of days ago when we were in, in an athletics meet because, you know, he goes through the, you know, he also goes through the sports division. I used to work with sports division myself and recently had the athletics, um, schools athletics tournament, the secondary schools and primary schools and we were working together. So I was telling him, try and not let that, um, be, be, you know, deter him from working hard, you know, and, and continue, and, 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 and continue working hard. Because I've always told Shane that coming from Dominica, because I've experienced, I've experienced it myself as an umpire, you have to work extra hard. You have to do double or even treble to, 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 um, to succeed. And I've also, I've always told him that, yeah, I have a very good relationship. I've always told him that what the other guys from the other country will get away with, you won't get away with it. So you have to work extra hard. Because even as I, as an umpire, I knew that, I knew that I had to work extra hard because there's a guy and to, 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 to get through. If I was, I know from, for, for sure, if I was from one of the bigger countries, I would have reached probably the elite panel even earlier than, than I did coming from Dominica. Because I had to do, I had to go through so many obstacles simply because I was coming from Dominica. Because there, because there was a guy, I want to say his name clearly, his name is Anthony He's from Barbados. He was working with the US Cricket Board and he was involved with, um, appointment of vampires years ago when I was starting off. And he, and he always told me that whenever he would, involved in making the appointment that he was being criticized even within even within Western these you know circles that that you know, how how the how he could continue appointing a Dominican a Dominican at that level. You know, because Dominican didn't have, we didn't have a test ground at the time, we, we had very few test cricketers. So they were asking you know, how why was he continuously appointing me as a Dominican? Because I was not I had no I I was come from a country, you know, with no cricketing history. You know, so um, so um, but he used to tell us every time he sees the reports, every at the end of every, every season, he would compile a compile a report based on on, on the captain's report. And every year he told me he, he would tell me that when he looked at the report, that I was up there among the best compilers. So he told him that no matter where I I came from, that he would he that he would have to appoint me. And if it wasn't for him, I could tell you that I would not be where where I was now. But he was he stand he stood firm on a matter of of principle, and um and 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 he was the one who. Who, um, who, 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 who ensured that I got, I got my, my, um, my, my work. So, you say that to Shane, continue working hard. Um, I know that his career is not, is not, is not over because of that. I think that he, he will, he will come back. So I think Shane is a, is a brilliant bowler. And if he, if he, um, if he gets the opportunity where, where, where he can, where he can play, they can play regularly. And especially if he gets a wicket to assist him, that he can, and he's a wicket taker. So I really, I really was surprised. I really was surprised in one way that Shane was not selected. I was disappointed to a certain extent. I felt that as, as a Dominican, I'd have liked to see Shane continue to perform at, at the highest level. But on the other hand, I, I, I was not, I was not surprised because I know that, um, there's still insularity in Western cricket and we cannot get away from that. The players have suffered from that. The umpires have suffered from that. There's still insularity in Western cricket and if we, I've always said that if we want West Indies to succeed at the highest level, that insularity we have to we have to discard it completely. But it's easier said than done. And um and both players and umpires and coaches everywhere, we, 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 everywhere, all all of us from the small islands have you know a victim a victim to that kind of behavior. Because if you look at if you look at the way um um Sammy was treated when 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 he was when, when he became um captain of West Indies. He was, he has always been criticized, you know, every, you know, every game, especially when, when, when Westin was lost, you know, yeah, every game, but, 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 Shane, but, um, but Sammy was a guy who was, was, was brought Westin's team, was brought Westin together. He has really, that really caused the team to gel and, and he has the support of the coach. I think Sammy is, 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 is a wonderful, is a wonderful player. I mean, he's not the, he's not the most skillful of players and he's not the most, he's not the player with the most ability. But his effort, his, you know, his, his training, his mentality, you know, his work regime, you know, that is, that is second to none. I think that, I mean, I think that he's the ideal captain right now for West Indies, although he has criticized a lot, and I know that he has criticized simply because he's from one of the small countries, from St. Lucia, and he's sent in Shane, he has to realize that where he has come from, that he will be criticized, he will be victimized, but he has continued working hard. 
Yes, I'm very well said, Billy, but I can tell you this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm stunned by that decision simply because she has not failed. And I cannot for the life of me understand how you drop someone who is at, at the peak of his performances and, and is just, just really ahead of, you know? But sometimes, sometimes performances, like I said, based on where you come from, performances are, are, are treated as, 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 as secondary. And um and this is something that that I like to really have a mission number of things about to really and we have to continue working hard because I believe that I like to really have he warranted a selection, especially taking ten wickets a match against, you know, the number two yeah, the number number two um test team in the world Australia. When you do well against Australia, you know, that 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 is stick, you know, as a player, as an umpire. And when you get ten wickets a game against against Australia, it, it, it it's supposed to mean something. Right. It's supposed to mean something. You know, and, and within within a few months, within a few months, you cannot you cannot have fallen so flat on your face where you can make a rest in the team. So I I believe it, it it is an injustice. I believe it is an injustice, but like I said, generally I try not to criticize um selectors. Like I said it is a very subjective thing, but I believe in that situation, I believe an injustice has done the shame. And I certainly agree with you and I think more voices should be raised in protest, you know, about it. I mean, I mean nothing can be done right now, but certainly going forward um, I think the rest of this board need, need to take a, a better look at the way they go through the selection process. And, and, and the, I think they owe the West Indian people an explanation when they do these kinds of things, you know, really, and, and, and then to take... And I was looking at, for example, I was looking at the, at the record of Pomer. It's not anything exciting. It's not anything great, you know, in terms of, of if, you, if you compare them side by side with, um, with um, Shane, you know. So, you know, I mean, I can understand. And even, even with, um, with the other spin of uh, you know, I know a lot of talk as to whether he should not be the, the test player and have Narayan. Because if you keep expecting Narayan, having him bowl 50, 60 overs, very soon everyone's going to know him. He's not always going to be a mystery. Because yeah. every ball at the ball is going to be scrutinized. And, and before you know it, he's going to lose a lot of mystery. And I think, you know, and I think that Narayan to me is the kind of bowler that works well in a one day, in one day setting, the T20, where, he has, where people have to. Be forced to play and to hit out, but if it's a case where you have a test match, you have all the time in the world to sit back and, and, and play. I just don't see now don't see now the same level of, of success. I could be wrong, but I but that's, he, the, that's, the, that's the way I see it. Yeah, well, I I him I rate him as a very good bowler, and he has more he has more excel at, at the shorter version of the game, um, presently up, up till now. But that doesn't mean that he cannot he's given the opportunity that he cannot he cannot do very well at the um, at the um, uh, at the test level, but Shane, uh, Shane has, I think, Shane has, has proven that he has not, as you said, he has not been a failure, you know, and, and he has not, although he has not been very, very consistent for that he would like to be, but he has had to as he has had hands when he has. This is uh, Dominique Dutton Radio. We are talking there to Empire Billy Duncan. We, we just might have lost him. Um, uh, we're going to try to make the connection with him. Let's take a quick break. We're just about out of time, but we'll take a quick break and then try to get Billy back for a quick break. Hey, this is DJ. Hey, this is DJ Antiez from Experience Creole, CHRY 105.5 FM in Toronto, Canada. Tune in to us here on the Dominican.net every Thursday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Hey, this is DJ Antiez. Okay, we seem to have lost out on, on Billy there. I'm not sure what happened. We lost the connection. But let me just say a very special thanks to the listeners and to Billy for spending the entire hour with us. And really a fascinating discussion on empiring the Sydney's cricket. And I can't believe it's already, we're already out of time. But I simply want to express my thanks um, to Billy for this. And thank you, the listener, for listening to us here on this week in interview. We'll be back on November seven with another with another edition of this week in interview. Let me just say thanks to all of our helpers here at TDM Radio, our production manager there, Mr. Sam Judge, and to all the TDM family. Thank you the listener for listening. Thank you, Mr. Billy Doctor. We'll be back with you again on November seven with another edition of this week in interview. My name again, Thompson Fontaine. Have a good night and thank you for listening.